This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Many things have changed in the 100 years before 2142, the year of launch. Humans finally developed jetpacks, only to discover that running out of gas in a traffic jam is a whole lot worse if you're 150 feet in the air. People are 18% less buoyant than a century ago, so no one swims anymore, and bell-bottoms finally went out of style and stayed that way. But some things haven't changed, like the misery of eating lunch alone because no one likes you. Oh, sorry, didn't realize anyone was in here. I'll come back. No, no. It is fine. <sighs> I was only looking for a quiet place to eat my sandwich. Plenty of quiet spots on a ship this big. This is true. So you pick the one I'm mopping next. Fine. I will go somewhere else. Ah, now don't stomp off and sulk. There's room for us both. If you promise to pick up your feet when I need you to. And no dropping crumbs. That will not be un problem. The sandwich is very wet. Which one you got there? Wilted spinach. Jam of the strawberry, and those little fishies. Oh, yeah, sardines. That's a good one. But you're right about the soggy. The mix needs something pretty hearty, like a like a rye. Yeah, your basic whites just can't handle it. You missed this spot. Where? Where? Just there, by that crate of Nat Vision goggles. I got it. Phew. That was close. I'd already finished that quadrant. Who knows when I'd have come back. Well done. Oh. Aww. You're welcome. I don't know if I like the species. Oh, I like the strawberry. Uh, say now, I, I respect all flavors of human being in that, and you're a, you're a fine-looking fella. But I tend towards the female of our species, you know what I mean? Huh? Oh, no. I am only touching your arm to see what it is made of. Plain old human epidermis, same as you, I understand. But how is this possible? I have worn many disguises, but not one of them started breathing and mopping my flows. Yeah, I've been cogitating on that. Even did a little, uh, extracurricular mopping down in the good doctor's lab. I think I figured it out. Ooh, this is interesting. What did you discover? When Dr. Von Habesetzer was pretending to be me, the concealer was sucking up all the surrounding brain waves. Not just from the doc, but from all of you reacting to him as Joe, you see. Built up quite a tidy little recognition pattern. Then, when Leet got startled, he backed up and knocked the concealer into the Quick Clone 2000, which had had enough of Doc's DNA. Quick Clone 2000? Oh, sure. Not much better than a genetic Xerox, you ask me. And you do not want to change the cartridge on that thing, let me tell you. <laughs> But the doctor was making some improvements, you see. Why? Because he's a scientist, and tinkering with things he oughtn't is basically his job description. Oh, so he's into people beats. His DNA, yep. Plus the built-in masky thing. The concealer, mm-hmm. 
plus the people maker it thing. Uh, the Quick Clone 2000 with two Ks. Your short-term memory's a little wobbly there, son. Ooh, a flash of electricity. Add a little bit of clumsy for my good friend Leet, and here I stand. But are you Joe? Or are you Dr. Von Hamburger? You know, I rummage around in my brain from time to time to see what's there, and mostly there's not much before that Tuesday we launched. So, Joe it is, I guess. You don't remember anything of his, um, your, uh, his laugh before? I remember cleaning up the Dolce & Gabbana wing, but nothing prior. I think it's there, but on a separate system, if you understand me. Ugh, I was right. You are a little bit creepy. All right, back at you, Frenchie. It's like I, I don't have the password, and that's fine. Dr. Von Abazetzer's a nice enough fellow, but a bit of a kook. He can keep his life. I'll build my own. Pick up your feet. But this must be so strange. Strange to you, maybe, but it's all I know. And you all seem pretty wackadoodle to me. You don't mind me saying so. I don't know what that is. It means handsome, good smelling. Sure. There is one scrap of memory that pops up from time to time. It feels important, but then it just kind of sinks away. Any idea what Zimusen den Hund retten means? No. Yeah, me neither. I don't speak German. Pretty sure that's German. You could ask Dr. Van Herbal. Could. You're right. But as far as I can tell, it's not actually his memory. But where did it come from? That makes no sense. Son, there was until recently a vampire down in the hold of this bucket, and I haven't existed long enough to grow this mustache. But, uh... There it is, gripping my upper lip for dear life. Luscious nose carpet this side of Sam Elliott. I prefer a more groom style myself. So if you find a spot of sense anywhere on the ship, you sound the alarm and I'll come running with a net. Till then, watch your crumbs and wipe your feet, all right? May we? Monsieur Joe? Mm-hmm? Would you like half my sandwich? Well now, don't mind if I do. Scooch over there. Well, lots of unexpected things happen on the Oz-9, but that one ranks pretty high. While Joe and Le Bichon Frise bond over their salmonella sandwich, most of the crew are on the bridge, pretending to Yeah, actually, they're not even pretending to look busy. Does this make sense to anybody? The receptacle should not be more than six inches in height to allow air from the door to circulate under the chute. Choose a well-ordered harness. If using a plastic bowl, make sure the fox is heat resistant without melting. What are you trying to do? Leet, seriously? You mess up my captain's chair, things are gonna get hostile, okay? It's not like you use it for anything important. What are you talking about? That seat is the heart and brains of this ship. The most important controls are right there where Leet is currently poking around with a sharp object. Heart and brains, huh? What have you found there, Leet? Hot air popper. Which is awesome. Don't be ridiculous. You've just misidentified the navigation systems. No, really. There's even a bag of kernels and some festive flavorings in here. Ooh, mint. Ha! There you are. What are you looking at? I was looking for the pod map. I knew there had to be one. And I was right. Oh, wonderful. She's found the pod map, computer. Hmm? Oh, right. Hang on. Don't get your lead line niggers in a twist. Lead lined? It's just a precaution. Of course, the names aren't in any sort of order. Well, I'm a quick scanner. Oh, that's good. Isn't that good, computer? She's a quick scanner. 
You know how you can hear air quotes? You can also hear italics. You're not near as subtle as you think you are. Is there a problem here? I'm merely attempting to locate my darling husband. I wish you wouldn't. Oh? And why is that, pray tell? <gasps> my screen went dark! Computer! My screen went dark! My name is Olivia. If that's too difficult for both of you at your advanced ages, just think of an olive and add an ivia. And pronounce it slightly differently. Still, olive should get you most of the way there. Screen's dark. You know how this ship is. It'll likely take hours to bring it back online. Let's go see how Elite's doing, shall we? I really fancy some popcorn. Elite, what flavor are you holding over there? This one? Uh, powdered fugu liver. All right. I fancy some popcorn with melted butter and powdered fugu liver. Shall we? Why exactly are you trying to keep me from locating my husband, Colin? That's not what I'm doing. I just really like popcorn, and I hate to eat it alone. I know why he doesn't want you to find Horace. Colin's got a crush on you. Really? Is that true? I... Uh... Oh, God. We hear you, Cal. Go ahead. Are you not enjoying lengthy lectures on the sleeping patterns of rhizomes? Or weather patterns over isolated patches of Arctic tundra? Much as I do enjoy learning something new, the 18 stages of soil erosion about compost. Shut up. Uh, you haven't said that in a while. It's like coming home. I personally find erosion fascinating. When he gets to decomposition, particularly the acceleration thereof, will you let me know? Uh, disturbing though that request is, you have my work really. Thank you. It's so refreshing to have someone on board with decorum and manners says the assassin. I'm sure you're always polite when pulling someone's large intestine through their sinuses. Murder for hire and etiquette are not mutually exclusive. The uh, poison works by blocking sodium, which paralyzes the muscles, including those that control respiration. The unfortunate victim remains fully conscious but unable to move, finally succumbing to uh, asphyxiation. Tweedledum 9. Wait! What was he talking about? Can't see as I know, miss. I turned off my attention circuits hours ago. Can't you just leave him off? I'm afraid not. Head one controls the arms on that side. So we'll come switch the arm to your side. That would be a perfectly sensible iguana on the surface. Idea. However, repeated frying of my circuits has... Twice is not repeated. ...interfered with my appendage control. Try and kill Leet again, and you'll have to control appendages that are up That'll do, thank you. In short, I am unable to type in Cal's code. You have a nose, don't you? 
Surely you can control your facial appendages. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. You could peck out the code like a giant metal chicken. As useless that would be. It surely would. I don't know that the stiffness the ideal instrument for such an important task. No offense to him, surely fine folks gets. No! I am here with Carl! No need for the nose packing. Together, I believe we can work out a sustainable solution. Sounds good. Shout if you need anything. Bridge out. Hello, Dr. Von Habersetzer. I have some thoughts about how we might better apricot our situation. Uh, arrange. Yes, yes. First things first. Fiddle nine. Good night, Emily. And welcome back, Cal. Hello. Yes! Okay, what flavoring does everyone want? Uh, from the approved selection of condiments, of course. You know, eventually you're going to have to figure out a more permanent solution for Cal. I know, but what? Out the airlock. We get into the door at the start of his 30-minute cycle. Bong him into space. That should give us enough time to get away from the blast radius if he goes off. I guess, but... But what? If we can get Colin to fly like he did through the asteroid field, we stand a good chance of getting away without a scratch. True, but... But what? He's kind of... It's just that... For crying out loud, Mad Pants, what's the problem here? He sounds a little like my Uncle Arnold. You're joking! You've heard him. Cal's nice. He's sweet and thoughtful. Just shoving him out into space seems so heartless. He's a machine! A machine loaded with enough explosive to turn the ship to gravy! And you're concerned you might hurt his feelings? I'm just saying we don't have to rush into a decision. That's all. It's a bomb! I know! And normally this would not be a difficult problem to solve. Airlock, whip, run like hell. But I've never known a bomb personally before. Personally? What the hell are you talking about? Have you finally lost whatever greasy fingertip grip you had on the reason, woman? Look, I'm not saying I'm gonna marry him. Just that we don't have to do anything rash we might regret. Rash? And you can stop finger air quoting everything I say back to me. I'm just wondering in what polka dotted, arse over, tartan upside down world, getting rid of a massive ship shattering bomb could be considered rash. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I finger quote you're crazy again? Look, Cal is a member of my crew. Member of your crew? Seriously, I am going to break every finger you use to quote me. Starting now, got it? Oh, I'd like to see you try. Oh, goody. I love it when the two people most in charge of our lives fight. It's so comforting. What is that very odd smell? And can I have some of it? at half my sandwich. And I think the other half is learning to swim or something. What the hell does that mean? It means there is much splashing and high diving and the occasional um, stream of bubbles, if you understand what I am meaning. No, I haven't the foggiest. My god, what is that odor? Oh, wee, that is what I am saying. Leet, the popcorn is making my fingertips tingle. And I haven't actually eaten any yet. I know. Isn't that cool? It smells a bit funny as well. Pardonnez-moi, mon honneur 
food. My, my splashy stomach is making bubbles. Oh, that's what you meant. How very colorful. Also disgusting. You can smell it? Must we keep drawing attention to it? He's talking about the popcorn? Ah, oui. It is the popcorn that is making uh, all the smells. It's more of a meta-analysis of chemical components juxtaposed against the breakdown of, say, movie theater popcorn circulate 20th century than actual smelling. But it's something like. Actually, it's not like smelling at all. But I can say that your popcorn is quite spiky compared to the scent profile in my databanks. But it smells good, right? Well, that's a bit tricky as some other scents are interfering with my senses. Sorry. So, just to be on the safe side, maybe give this batch a miss and start over. Just sit outside give this batch a miss. As Colin investigates the healing properties of his new superpowers, a very different conversation is taking place in Cal's room. This is the last place I'd expect to find you, Dr. Von Heberzetzer. Haba. Haba. Why is this name so impossible? I did not fully intend to be here, Carl. A little secret between you and me and our sleeping metal friend, friends here. I didn't board this ship. Not sure I catch your meaning, Doc. As here you clearly are. I awoke when mine Olivia opened mine pod, thinking I am the janitor. I suddenly found myself wearing the concealer and this very unflattering uniform. Seriously, I look like a dumpling. And then I am mucking around in those stinky things and everyone is shouting Jesus at me when I speak. You're saying someone up and stuck you on the nine? Or I have such a sleepwalking problem, which I was previously unaware of, yes. To whom do you reckon we owe the pleasure of your company? I suspect the same fellow who also arranged for an assassin to backstroke his way from the 6748 to make sure I was good or dead. Mr. Southers. That fellow has been such a problem I cannot begin to tell you. He wasn't entirely confident in my research, you see. And so here I am. On a rendezvous with the dark side of Uranus. That's... vivid. Ah, I have so many concerns, my boy. Finding myself on this ship put a real wrench of the monkey in my plans. So, what happens now? Are you going to let them know that you built me? That you put me in a big old box just like me on every ship in this fleet of flying hippos? And that you never intended to become human confetti alongside them? Are you going to tell them the truth? The truth? She is such a slippery fish. And no one on this ship has a net, if you know what I mean. Well, they may not be the clever sponge on banana tree, but they're good-hearted. Most of them. Yes, yes, I am very fond of this captain and her so zany crew. They call Captain Madeline Mad Pants. But in all honesty, there is not a sane pair of Lederhoisens anywhere on this ship. I don't know how they would handle hearing all the truths they will have to face in the times that are coming. Well... Let's take a practice run at that whole truth thing. Starting with why I'm so burly. Doc, I got more explosive power than an unpierced baked potato in the microwave. And I realize that's a pretty weak metaphor, but I've only been awake a few hours. What's with the extra precautions? This ship, my combustible chum, can't just be disabled. 
left floating in space, with perhaps the 778 here clinging to the hull, or worse, trying to repair her. No, the number nine must be obliterated. Space dust, you see. I have arranged it that way. I was rather hoping not to be on it, but it happened, though. And terraform? Yeah, such a lovely idea, hmm? But no, it is not possible. If by some outrageous miracle they happen to land on a planet, the terraform here button is a detonator. It will take out some of the neighborhood it lands in. This is unfortunate, but the nine will evaporate in an instant. So these ships were never intended to terraform. No, this is not entirely true. There was a pile of shovels and some seeds. I removed all of the terraforming equipment because it cannot be allowed to happen. The nine and all the remaining souls aboard her must die. And a very happy holiday season to you too, Doc. Well, there you have it. Let's face it, the chances of the Oz-9 reaching a terraformable planet, and then this crowd of root vegetables not instantly killing themselves by putting their survival suits on inside out and insulting the resident species, were thin from the beginning. But now it appears it doesn't matter that they're so unskilled that figuring out the hot air popper is cause for both celebration and vaccinations. All that matters now is, how long will Dr. Von Habesetzer allow them, and himself, to live? You've been listening to June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Eric Perry as Head One, Joe, and Dr. Von Habitzetzer, Kevin Hall as Cal, Aaron Clark as Lebichon Frise, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Richard Cowan as Leet, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Emily, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our theme and other music is by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. You can join us on board the Nine, for as long as there is a Nine, by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash oz9podcast, all one word. And don't forget to check out wifisci-fi.org for a chance to see Oz9 and five other amazing science fiction podcasts live this coming April. Until next time, Space Monkeys, assuming there is a next time, Narrator out. Life on a spaceship can be boring. That's what I hear, though life aboard the Oz-9 is mostly about careening from one near disaster to the next. To fend off boredom, gated galaxies outfitted their ships with a number of challenges, like bombs, poisoned crew meals, and assassins. One nice thing they did, and we can only assume it was accidental, was to include the old-time Earth podcast, Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Hosted by video game world record holders Willie, Ginger, and usually Simon, they review beers, describe video games, recommend other podcasts, and generally crack wise and have a grand old time. Not that we can enjoy any of the things they recommend, but whatever. Grand Rapidians play video games, available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. 
But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.